Welcome to the Legal Close Vodcast, Simply Real Estate. I'm attorney Richard Lawrence, and I'm here with Kara Zellers. And today we're going to talk about the differences between practical solutions and legal solutions in a real estate closing. So what are the differences between a practical solution and a legal solution? So when I have uh, situations that come up in a closing, and, mm-hmm. it, and most of the time it, it can be, when I say a closing, it can be at the contract stage all the way through the closing process. But, you know, if I get a situation that comes up and someone says, how do I solve this? Right. I'm going to start with a practical solution. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, look, you guys need to work it out before you turn this into a legal issue. So uh, I'll share uh, an example of a, a question that I just got from a realtor. Perfect. Essentially, the realtor said, um, what do I do? I, you know, I'm representing a buyer. The seller is not being truthful mm-hmm. during the inspection. We've asked them questions and they're not being truthful. And so, you know, what does my buyer do? Well, you know, we could run through the legal gamut of what could possibly happen right. with the seller that's being, you know, non-truthful, maybe even fraudulent. But the reality, the practical reality is these are situations where you might want to be thinking less legally and mm-hmm. more practically. Mm-hmm. You basically want to tell your buyer that if you're not comfortable dealing with this person, because let's be honest, there are bad people in this world and yeah. sometimes you end up in a contract with them and it just doesn't go well. So that first solution might just be to exit the contract, mm-hmm. assuming you have a way to exit the contract. Mm-hmm. The other is to get comfortable that you are going to be dealing with somebody who may be squirrely and you just need to make sure you understand that risk and work through the risk, Mm -hmm. try to, you know, minimize, ameliorate that risk so that it can go away as much as possible. But, you know, to pursue that legally isn't going to be fruitful. So, you know, I I have, uh, you know, I watch a lot of Bond films and there's Mm -hmm. an interesting conversation that's had at the beginning between... Um, James Bond and Q. Q is his uh, technology provider. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So they're meeting the first time, at least in this movie, and Daniel Craig, I actually enjoy the Daniel Craig Bond <laughs> movies more than the others. So, um, you know, he's talking to Q and, you know, Q's like, well, anybody can pull a trigger. And Bond says, well, yes, but you have to know when to not pull the trigger it's as very well. True. Yeah. And so when I think about the legal aspects that, that is kind of how I look at it from a legal perspective. Yes, I know how to pursue something legally, mm-hmm. but I also know when not to pursue yeah. something like, legally. Is it worth it? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm kind of like James Bond in that yeah, way. Basically. I mean, <laughs> if I could go that far. But so in this situation, I, I told the realtor, look, you, you need to pursue this from a practical standpoint and not from a legal one. And this comes up, there's a lot of different ways that this comes up in situations. Yeah. Um, and so what I try to do is just tell people, look, the first step is to try to find a practical solution as opposed to a legal yeah. one. Yeah, slow down, like they have to figure it. So if you did go to the legal route, what yes. would that mean? Like, what would that entail? So, and that's a good question because, right, and, and that's why I usually don't go there because it is a process. The yeah. legal solution usually involves a process that most people don't want to get involved with, A, for time, mm-hmm. B, for costs, and C, for headache, yeah. right? So it would normally entail like sending a demand letter, like you're not doing what you're supposed to do under the contract or you're acting fraudulently potentially in this situation. If that doesn't 
you know, get movement from the seller or the party that you're trying to get movement from, then you go to a litigation attorney. Litigation attorney now dials it up even further. The litigation attorney might actually file a, a complaint, a litigation right. complaint, uh, a lawsuit. And that lawsuit isn't free, so you got to pay to file it. Um, you got to pay the attorney to handle all that process. And then if you're so successful after this trial, which likely has depositions and all the things that go along, mm-hmm with litigation, then you end up uh, having a judgment against the party that you were pursuing. So if that's assuming you're successful, that judgment now has to be enforced in another or separate cause of action or litigation. A lot of steps. Yeah. So you're talking about something that is time intensive, cost intensive, and is very well could not get you to the end result Mm -hmm. that you really wanted. And that's why we kind of go back to the practical versus legal uh, solutions. And for me, I like to start with a practical one, make sure the parties understand the risks of pursuing the legal um, solutions. And let's, let's try to focus on the ones that that are more practical. Yeah. Rather than going through that route. And that sounds just like a lot. Uh, Absolutely. No, (laughs) it's very difficult. And honestly, that's why I don't do litigation. I'm a real estate attorney. I focus on transactions and you know, I try to get deals done, so I don't want to be anywhere near a courtroom. Yes. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for tuning in with us today. You can check us out on LegalClothes.com, Instagram, or Spotify. And we look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Thank you.